0: Presented by Ingle Supermarkets, low prices, love the savings, and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville.
1: You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Another day, beautiful day, around the uh, mountains of Western North Carolina here. Uh, unseasonably warm, I think is what they call this. 68 degrees and sunny who would know who would know that we're just a couple of weeks away from thanksgiving and of course we have college football in full swing college football playoff talk today on the program we're going to get into all of it and of course you can hear us everywhere on the iHeartRadio radio app see us everywhere on YouTube just go to the sportocracy.com click on that live video link don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat each and every day uh, vote in our uh, polls that we throw up during the show you'll get live alerts whenever we go live for the every show the uh, you know weekdays three o'clock in the afternoon or on Sundays for the fantasy game time decision show as we get you set for the fantasy football day uh, all of the other things that jeremy has his hands in with uh the the
2: mullet man and the canadan the we also have a mock dude. draft that will either be coming out tonight or in the morning just depends on how long it takes to finish the production That's right notes.
1: jeremy's mid-season two round
2: 2023 nfl mock draft my objective is to have it out by eight o'clock eight o'clock eastern tonight okay all right he's been, everything technological i touch breaks he's so been, I, i'm setting the, the uh, just make it clear he's been feverishly working on it all day long uh so you
1: want to know what your team has planned or should have planned for the 2023 nfl draft uh look for that coming out on the youtube channel uh either tonight or in the next 24 hours how about that
2: i i tested myself to do it with no notes too and i only stubbed my toe on one name. It's pretty good. That's mid-season form. It's pretty good. It's about where it's supposed to be. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh yeah. Uh,
1: today's a Thursday and you know, we'll uh we'll we'll get into whatever you want to talk about. Uh we always uh i think we should just use the stream of threadbare Thursday. Uh throw out uh, in the comments whatever you want to talk about. We will get to that as well, but we got other things planned for the day and uh perfect time for the opening drive. Opening drive, always brought to you by Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville, 629 Brevard Road. They're the place to go if you need to buy
2: or sell a car. Uh, people are, I'm in a frontier this week and and I stopped at the gas station earlier. Guys in construction trucks just looking at me going, how, how many hammers you got in that thing? But none, how many I, I mean, it looks like I could do, it looks like I could actually do handy things. You can't, though. I can't. And here's the thing. Unless you get in my truck, you don't realize that, no, it's just real comfortable. Real, real comfortable.
1: And if you want to check it out you want to test drive it, go on over to uh, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, and uh, you're in the market for a car. You need to sell your car. They'll make a deal with you. Mention us, and they'll give you $250 on your trade-in on top of whatever the car is valued. Just for saying, hey, I got sent by the guys from the Sportsocracy. Uh, today on the program, we'll talk about the uh, college football playoff. Playoff ranking was released earlier this week. And we have, I mean, the best matchup you could possibly have. I in mean, it's one in the first two.
2: week of the poll. One versus two. And I'm afraid Three. one of you is in for a very, very sad Saturday well one of
1: us is going to no doubt who wins it does not i mean it doesn't matter one fan base is gonna be super upset
2: one of you can survive it and one of you can't this is an elimination game for me for one of these teams yes
1: i would agree and i think we agree on which team it is a Uh, yours
2: yeah it is it is the georgia you can't look this bad against this many teams but look i've said this you struggle with Missouri and it was Akron or Toledo Kent or State. whichever MAC school it was Kent State. they're all the same school. All of their <laughs> colors are blue and yellow.
1: Uh, yeah it, it it is a uh, it is a must win weekend. Um, not just for Tennessee, not just for the Georgia Bulldogs, but it is a uh, it, it it is a must win for a few teams in college football. So we'll talk about that four o'clock. Jones Angel, the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels, will be joining us to talk about the uh, the South's oldest rivalry. This week is the Virginia game. North Carolina to be a heavy favorite against the Virginia Cavaliers, as they should be. And we got basketball season tipping off early next week. Next Tuesday, I believe, is the uh, first game for the North Carolina Tar Heels. So we'll talk to Jones about the run up to the college basketball season as well. And, um, of course, all your NFL headlines, uh, as they come down the pike here. So first off in the college football playoff, we got number one going by the college football playoff rankings, number one, Tennessee, number three, Georgia. If you look at the other polls, the AP poll and the coaches poll, it's number one, Georgia, number two, Tennessee first time in sanford stadium history that number one will face number two on that field kind of surprising
2: but there again you haven't been good for that long so it's really not that surprising hey, you went 30 some odd years being hey, you were there but you weren't one and two level oh yeah, yeah absolutely so yeah that really doesn't surprise me all that much
1: and no but, that surprises I, but i would me, i would think that i mean dating back to the 1940s you would think at that some point count. at some point there was a 1 versus 2 matchup but no this is the first one and get this Jeremy it is the it is now uh, apparently the most expensive ticket in the history of college football that really doesn't surprise me in any way it shouldn't because you you think about thirsty fan bases now obviously Georgia winning in the national championship last year you know georgia fans are riding pretty high with your team number one but this is also a tennessee team a tennessee program that has finally rebounded to national relevance what do you think
2: the get-in price is right now for this game Uh, it's not nearly as big of a stadium as neyland so it's going to be i'll say 275 (laughs) that's funny for the get-in price
1: for the get-in price the get-in price of the
2: cheapest ticket in the house according to tick pick never heard of tick pick but i have a feeling you're about to throw out some stupid number here that i'm not going to in any way believe section 611 row 11
1: six hundred and twenty six dollars so it's the this cheapest
2: is, ticket in the house and this is secondary market which means it can be anything they wanted they're to all pay. secondary market yeah I, th- there will be plenty of people that get into this game that
1: paid markedly less it was a hundred ninety seven dollars before the season started Regular that's more where
2: uh, it would line into me
1: uh now everything's on everything's on the secondary market now and that if you want to go to this game is the cheapest ticket that you can find. The most expensive ticket, $5,233 is apparently now the most expensive ticket for a regular season college football game in the history of the game. God, I wish I could be there because it is going to be phenomenal the only honestly the only way that this game could be better or the
2: atmosphere could be better for this game is if it was in knoxville oh if it was in knoxville it would shut the city down I mean if tennessee wins this game i can tell you a team that's going to get in that, that's one spot and now there's three spots left in the playoff oh yeah because tennessee's not, not losing a game yeah there's nothing there's no do. shot they're losing to missouri vanderbilt or south carolina but but it's in South Carolina. I don't care if it's on the moon. Yeah, nobody cares. Uh, this, this locks in a spot for Tennessee, absolutely and I would not. say eliminates Georgia. I don't I don't see any way you're recovering. Yeah, friends. there's not really a there, there's not really a path because if, I, if Georgia, carnage, you would need pure unadulterated carnage. I I don't even know if there's enough carnage that could happen because oh, there's always enough carnage that could happen. <laughs> Tennessee could smoke Alabama like a honey ham. Mm-hmm uh clemson loses to anybody left on their schedule michigan gets housed by ohio state and tcu drops a game mm-hmm. there's your carnage now do i think any of the three things i just said are going to happen no i do no. not
1: it's a must win for georgia because this is the only opponent on your schedule other than oregon obviously as as the weeks go on and oregon keeps climbing the rankings again that win looks better and better and better because not only did you beat them, I mean, you just embarrassed them. 49-3. to three. If Oregon were to somehow win, win out, win the Pac-12, and make the college football
2: playoff, it will be the worst loss anybody who's ever made the college football playoff has has suffered and if a bullfrog had wings he would not bump his hindquarters on the ground
3: Eh, there is no
2: path to oregon getting in oregon still has uh tough games on their schedule doesn't matter there is zero path to them getting in none zero i've i heard this when they released the schedule well if ah, nobody cares all right a you're a pac 12 team we will have seen you one time because all the rest of your games are largely irrelevant Mm -hmm. and you got just demolished you're not getting in nothing you did do- oregon could win every game on their schedule by 40 it wouldn't mean squat they'd have a better shot to getting in than georgia did if georgia loses this i don't Tennessee agree with game. you i don't agree with you what i have a head-to-head win over you you're not getting in over me period yeah. i housed you in week one and i think but that would be that taken to, taken into account it, that would be one thing if you won by a touchdown sure. you beat them 49 to mm-hmm. three mm-hmm yeah, Oregon's not. There's no Pac-12 team getting in. All right, Jeremy's heavily invested in it being USC. It's not USC. It's not USC. It's not USC.
1: But, yeah, I mean, Georgia just doesn't have the signature wins to get it in. Because they lose to Tennessee, you don't win the division. Mm, I don't. I mean, I, I, I think we've only had one time before where a non-division winner got into the college football playoff. What was and, that LSU?
2: And that's largely because it hasn't been, that issue has not been pushed. We've never had that come up where you go, well, this is one of the four best teams. Mm-hmm. There is a team in this that I have a funny feeling is going to push the issue, and it's TCU. TCU's not losing a the game. They still play Texas Tech at Baylor, Iowa State. None of those will be close. Mm hmm. The at Texas is the one where you could stub your toe, but I don't think they can keep up with you. And when they do go undefeated, do they get in?
1: It depends on how everything else goes. I I mean, they need help. I'm not sure that they should need help, but I think they will.
2: Well, and this, we got to take a break, but this fades into something that I, I want to discuss. I often rail on preseason polls Mm -hmm. i think they're the stupidest thing we do Mm -hmm. the poll should not come out until week four after the break i'll show you why because i think these rankings are insane
1: you are in the sportsocracy here on espn Asheville.
4: are you ready to tackle your banking needs Home Trust Bank's team of expert advisors and lenders want to be your teammate. We want to hear your story, learn your aspirations, and assist you with financial needs and provide options that are tailored to you. With a wide range of personal, mortgage, and commercial services, you will discover all your banking needs under one roof with a local and personalized touch at Home Trust Bank. Score big with Home Trust Bank. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender.
3: Ahoy, matey. At Ingles, our extensive seafood department offers a huge variety, from your local catch to flavors from around the world. Wild sashimi tuna, Charleston crab cakes, mountains of shrimp, bourbon salmon, wild mahi-mahi with mango salsa. It's enough to make any salty sea captain ready to set a course for the bounteous treasure of the Ingles Seafood Department. It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings.
5: Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. The Sportsocracy. Why
0: are you smiling? Because I love football.
1: ESPN Asheville, this is The Sportsocracy. Follow us on all the social medias at The Sportsocracy. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, hopefully in the, uh, well, definitely in the next uh, 24 hours, sometime, we're going to have Jeremy Green's mid-season mock draft for the 2023 NFL Draft. We're talking college football here as we've got the, well, the biggest game of the year coming up this weekend in Athens, Georgia, as the Tennessee Volunteers come in to try to unseat the Georgia Bulldogs as the SEC East, I mean, Goliath, I guess is what you could call it. Five games in a row now. Georgia has beaten Tennessee,
2: but this is a different Tennessee team. Yeah, this is not the same. They have three high-level receivers. The Heisman Trophy winner, I don't really know that there's anything Hendon Hooker can do to lose the Heisman at this point. He's an even-money favorite right now. I think that's laughably dumb. He should be minus a a very sizable number. I mean, let's say Tennessee loses this game. Mm Mm-hmm. You win out, you go 11-1, and one, and they wind up, I'm assuming they would just wind up in a New Year's Six bowl. I don't think you're making the playoff if you de- lose this game. You de- still might. They could. Depend- it would take a lot. Depending on who wins the SEC championship game. Because either Ohio State or Michigan are going undefeated. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is going to play Illinois in the Big Ten title game. You're not losing that. Right. So that one's locked up. Mm-hmm. I would say Georgia at that point would be locked up. Yes. Clemson's probably not. Lo- the only team I think they could physically lose to would be Carolina. And that's not going to happen. So now you're oh, battling okay. between TCU, the other Big Ten team, Alabama. It would be a struggle. One loss SEC champion Alabama
1: would be in. Yes. No well, doubt. The
2: SEC champion's going to be in regardless.
1: Right. An undefeated Georgia, obviously sec champion they're the number one team in the country whoever wins this game this week will be number one for the rest of the season barring any setbacks but tennessee
2: would i I feel like tennessee would be in they might but this the, the the layout of this is exactly why i think preseason polls are so stupid okay the fact tcu's not in the top four is dumb if you've watched eight eight games of Georgia and eight of TCU and you think that Georgia is more impressive, not that they're better. I didn't say better. I said you have a better resume because that's what the CFP screams every year. It's all about the resume. Who'd you beat? Did you win your conference? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You cannot look at those two teams and tell me one should be seven and the other should be three. You can't. No. Clemson, same thing. The same exact thing. Mm-hmm. And what I'm afraid is going to happen, Tennessee wins Saturday cruises through and then potentially loses to alabama in the rematch then they're both in that big 10 team is in and undefeated clemson's in yeah and i could argue two of them should be out behind tcu but nobody knew tcu would be good so they weren't in the bowl and they've had to cruise their way up but did the preseason did, did the preseason rankings matter to the committee would you be this? three if it wasn't for that If you were a Martian, you've never seen a game of college football in your life. You were basing this solely off what you've seen. Would you be in the top three? No. There you go. I don't believe so. That's why preseason polls matter. If you took out what you thought coming into this year, you could not have TCU outside of the top four. And there is a path that that they get completely hosed here. They could. I mean, they have... And nobody's going to care because it's going to be for one of these blue blood schools. You're going to have four blue bloods in this most likely. More than likely, yes. Unless something completely sideways happens.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, TCU, I I feel like they probably should be ranked higher. But I think one of the reasons why they're not is because they're not
2: sexy. And that's the thing. I don't care about that. I know you don't care about that but frankly i don't know how exactly are you supposed to be okay hold on i I gotta go back Uh, that's Mm -hmm. not what i expected you to say and Mm -hmm. i responded to how is this not sexy they're scoring 40 points a week minimum Mm -hmm. bare minimum they are housing the big 10 or big 12 excuse me housing them housing them they, beat, they could have beaten Oklahoma by 60 if they wanted to. Yeah, but Oklahoma's not good. Well, they are all of a sudden. All of a sudden, now Oklahoma's just a hunky-dunky. Kansas was ranked. They've played f- four of their eight games have been against teams that were ranked at the time they played them. Yes. I don't know what more you want. I don't either. I, I mean,
1: I, I said it when the college football playoff poll came out on Tuesday night that there was no doubting that Tennessee has the best resume. You got five top 25 wins on your schedule. Now, some people look at that differently. Some people look at it and go, "Well, it only matters how many top 25 team current top 25 teams you beat." Because Tennessee has beaten what, three of the teams, three of the three of the five ranked teams that they've beaten are no longer ranked, partially because they lost to Tennessee. Uh, but that's, they also that's why i've games. always
2: thought that argument's really stupid but
1: they but they also lost other games and so that knocks them out uh, you know uh, i mean kentucky kentucky lost to old miss kentucky lost to, badly to tennessee and some people will look at that and go well see kentucky's
2: not that good They they won't that, take into a account argument
1: right make. but they won't take into account that if they kentucky lost Kentucky
2: was in the acc they would be undefeated
1: 100 percent.
2: and trust me if they played clemson i don't think clemson tiger fans would like how that would go mm-hmm. that's the i mean it's just always been for me the argument against this right so you have the the weight of the season in the sec pushes down a kentucky they'd be the at worst the second best team in the acc mm-hmm. probably be the second best team in the big 12 but will they have four losses in the best conference in america which is getting stronger two years from now mm-hmm. and the reason i bring this up so we fought for the oh we got to expand the playoff because we need more teams in yep and 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 I was one of the champions of that I I'm just looking at it now going do it but did we have to go this big That's what you wanted I, it it is and now I'm starting to think ah uh, you know what I, I messed that up
1: Remember follow the money well, I mean I'm not saying how much happening and 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 and, and how fun is it gonna be
2: a 12-team playoff right now lsu would be in it mm-hmm. think about what i just said lsu would be in a 12-team playoff yes the team that lost to florida state mm-hmm. they was talking about firing brian kelly because he's such an idiot not what a month ago mm-hmm. we got a, a month of- that team's in well they, i mean you would have three pack 12 teams in. i there. mean do you
1: do you not feel like they've earned the top 10 ranking oh good lord no do you not you don't feel like that team has turned a corner? that was the one i laughed at
2: and went oh okay so we're just gonna cram as many sec teams in here as humanly possible i wouldn't have lsu in the top 20 really good lord no you can't look that bad that often and meet. yeah it's fine you figured it out now yeah, you're fine now. Uh, and we're basing that on what exactly? Because you housed Ole Miss? Because that's the only win mm-hmm. on that schedule that's even reasonably impressive. Yeah, you beat the number 11 team in the country pretty soundly. And your second best win is Mississippi State. Yeah, that's not 10. Uh, especially when you got beat 40-13 to 13 when you played Tennessee. Mm-hmm. That's not 10. And I, sw- I thought when the NIL thing happened, it would disperse talent it's not it's not doing that at all because tcu this is not a recruiting thing i could actually argue they were more talented last year just max dugan hadn't figured out whatever sonny dykes brought out of him because you lost a player that went i want to say in the top 40 of my mock draft mm-hmm. and yeah, he lost him to Ole miss mm-hmm. who's the fifth best team in the sec and so the the as we've gone through this year, and now I'm looking down the horizon to well, we're going to have a 12 team playoff, and and all of these things will be hunky-dunky. I'm looking at what that would look like. Going, yeah, maybe I shouldn't ask for that. Really? Maybe I'm going to
1: get what I wanted, and it's because I had the complete opposite take on that when I when I saw the layout of what the tw- the, t- the the 12 team playoff would look
2: like. I went, I'm completely in for this four-week experiment i broke it down uh after outside i'll tell you why you should not be looking forward to this. you are in the
1: sportsocracy here on espn asheville boy you must be outside your
2: mind
0: the sportsocracy
2: just a bit outside he tried the corner and missed all
0: right the
1: uh nfl has its superstars and none of them is uh, i'm gonna say he's still rising To the top, not he's not he's not the top superstar in the league right now, but he is in his region of the country, and his name is Josh Allen, and he is the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, and there's a town, of twenty thousand people, in Maine, called Westbrook, and apparently there's a whole bunch of Buffalo Bills fans that live in. Westbrook, Maine. And they have been with this election season upon us, putting out yard signs that say Josh Allen for mayor. And it's got so many people in the town wondering who is this Josh Allen fellow that's running for mayor and why is he not on my ballot that they have had numerous people go to city hall and and complain that their ballots are incorrect because this Josh Allen guy is not on the ballot. And so that spurred the city of Westbrook to have to go on their Facebook page and make an official statement that says a few folks have stopped by City Hall to let us know that there's something wrong with their ballots. Please note that Josh Allen is the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen is not actually a candidate in the city of Westbrook, and any votes cast for Josh Allen will be counted as blanks so 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 people are unaware who josh allen is and really uh, are concerned that their ballots are wrong and the city has now said you can vote for him if you want to but just know see that's how write-in votes are counted uh they're not we just throw
2: those out so you mean when i write in yosemite sam and elmer fudd that doesn't get counted
1: i mean it it will get counted and they will they will bank a notation but it will not count toward like you can't get a whole at least this is the way it works in the state of north carolina like you couldn't get a whole bunch of people together and go we're gonna vote jeremy green as uh you know dog catcher and i fully believe we could totally do that but, it wouldn't, but what I'm saying is it wouldn't count. We will make it count. I don't know what the rules are up in Maine, but down here you have to have like a certified write-in process and all that you have to be certified by the state. Yeah. Josh Allen for mayor. I figured the, the to me, obviously, as a football fan, I would assume everybody would know that that's a joke. And apparently up in Westbrook, Maine, not everybody's getting the
2: joke. In this day and time, it's a great time to need a new job because there are plenty of people hiring, and they're paying quite nicely. Well, there's a new job that has been listed, and some people listen to this show, they they might want to submit their application. Mayonnaise dumper. The Duke's Mayo Bowl. Only kind of mayonnaise there is. Just throwing that out there. Mm -hmm. They had a kerfuffle last year. When South Carolina beat North Carolina, they had their team of Mayo Dumpers, as they called them. And that is a funny name. And I don't care who you are. I think you should find another name for them. That's their name, not oh, mine. Oh, I know. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying they need to find
1: another name for that. So
2: when they went to dump the mayonnaise on uh, Shane Beamer, head coach of South Carolina, which, by the way, is the most repulsive thing I have ever seen in my life, <laughs> they hit him in the head. The big tub of mayonnaise, right. they bonked him in the in the schnoodle. Right. Well, it's Duke's, heavy. Uh, well of course it is. It's a 5,000-gallon thing of Duke's mayonnaise. Although I do think I have that same jug in my refrigerator.
1: You always got to keep it
2: on hand. They have put out a press release. The Duke's Mayo Bowl has decided to make a change in our mayo dumping personnel. It was a difficult decision, and we appreciate their hard work, but we felt last year's dumping did not meet the standards of... Of the Duke's Mayo Bowl, we have started a national search for our 2022 Mayo Dumpers, and <laughs> on their website there is an application where you can apply. That's awesome. And one of the questions is how much weight can you lift over your head? Apparently, I didn't ask that when they did this last year. I feel like that's the only question that matters. No, because I'm trying to think back
1: to uh, what because I think there was like a there was like a really skinny young. Female. It was two
2: girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was two. Yeah. Uh, It was too skinny. Who didn't know that
1: was gonna go that way?
2: And that's a very—I mean—that's like a Gatorade cooler full of mayonnaise, right? Or here's the thought: maybe you could just make the winning coach a a a sandwich instead of dumping mayonnaise on him. I don't understand why this is so hard. Like, do
1: you remember? um, I know Jeremy, you had—you didn't have a childhood, so you probably never watched it. But like, uh, you know, Nickelodeon when they would do when they would slime people, and they had like the. Little chain that you could pull and it just dumped. Why not have a giant mayonnaise jar upside down, and then pull the chain and just have it drop? It would be much easier than having somebody actually have to lift the thing, because you're gonna have to try to find like Mark Henry, the world's strongest man, to do this. You don't have to be that strong. I know
2: I was being hyperbolic. Jeez, Jeremy, come on. Well, I mean, (laughs) you needn't uh, apply. No. Not, you'd probably just dunk his head out you, i got this oh. i got the
1: shoulder thing and i can't really lift things above my head
2: you're also the first person i've ever seen that has chicken arms i mean a lot of people say they have chicken, chicken arms because <laughs> they're just uh, a <laughs> oh i kind of want to apply you should i kind of want to apply you should that'd be a great gimmick for the show oh I, the promotional part of it would be great absolutely jeremy's gonna be a mayo i just don't understand like why not make a a nice bowl of potato salad just something with mayonnaise in it well and, and throw it on him i mean no just just enjoy it why waste a 48 gallon thing of mayonnaise
1: well i mean i i hear what you're saying i mean obviously but I don't feel like that has the same appeal of, hey, tune in for the post-game show where tonight's winning coach is going to enjoy the nice potato
2: salad featuring Duke's mayonnaise. Uh, Matthew Hoffman in our YouTube chat said, you'll also get a lovely video of Jeremy hurling after he does this because of how repulsive it is. They don't ask that on the application, in fairness. How queasy do you get at the side of a lot of mayonnaise? Like,
6: <laughs> not a little
2: not what you would put on a lovely tomato sandwich i mean
1: i i would probably puke if i was the one getting it you know being dumped
2: upon is mayonnaise the worst thing to have the worst condiment to have thrown on you no no you said that like you have an answer uh i'm
1: gonna go with mustard no and end of message repeat the line
2: lovely and it's much thinner. I just I look at man the, and go, it's so
1: thick. The French's mustard bowl, and you douse somebody with mustard. Do I get a hot
2: dog? That would be I mean, the if you got worst like a table ever. full of hot dogs. I would be totally down for that because I love mustard.
1: I would say ketchup would
2: be worse. Ketchup was ketchup I, would be. I, sticky. I put ketchup on everything. It would it would be
1: sticky. It would leave like ugh. I mean, I get there's there's the oil to deal with from the mayonnaise. So that would be gross.
2: There are a lot of people in our comments talking about how mayonnaise is gross. What like how? Mayonnaise is
1: wonderful. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. Relish. Relish would not be great. Relish would not be good. I mean, that's like covering somebody with a giant booger and
2: Relish I feel like that might be the right call. That would be repulsive. That would have awful texture and just smell horrid. <laughs> right. Sloan Jordan said, You're picking little cubes of pickle out of places that you didn't know you wanted it in. Sloan Jordan said, Mayo is pure fat. Exactly. That's the Mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. So is butter. And you know what it is? Delicious. But one thing I did find, I have found out, it's a healthy fat. It's a
1: healthy fat. You know where I learned that? PhD weight loss. Ph.D. weight loss has helped me lose over 90 pounds since last Thanksgiving. It's been almost a year since Jeremy and I walked into Ph.D. weight loss in South Asheville and met with Dr. Ashley Lucas, and honestly, we thought she was crazy when she told us how much weight we could lose. I didn't think it was possible. I never thought that I could see results like this from any health program. But lo and behold, Ph.D. has changed my life in the last year.
2: In spite of my love of butter and mayonnaise, I was never that big. I was just a little chunky. And that works, too. You don't have to be grossly overweight. I had some bad food habits. Fast food was easier, and that's what I ate. After just under a year on this program, I'm back to my high school weight, and it's all thanks to the planning program of Ph.D. weight loss.
1: Greatest thing about it is it's easy. They give you 80% of the food that you need to have success on the program. And then all you got to do is add your salads in. A little bit of protein, some meat. That's that's nothing big. But you know what is big? The results that you will see from Ph.D. Weight Loss. Go to myphdweightloss.com today. Trust me, it can change your life too.
2: Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years, but the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663.
1: It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400, the college football playoff. Well, it's, it's there's there's going to be something decided this weekend when uh, Tennessee and Georgia lock horns in the SEC East championship game uh, coming up this Saturday down at Sanford Stadium as uh, Tennessee comes in the number one team in the college football playoff ranking and Georgia is. In at number three at the moment we were talking before the break that this new expansion jeremy says he's backpedaling
2: on this like yeah because i'm not sure idea. this is actually going to be as palatable as everybody thinks i i disagree now might, you give it a few years it might come back but i broke down what the matchups would be right now and i did not love the result I disagree. When I saw it all broken down on how a twelve team playoff
1: would look, I mean, you would have Tennessee, Ohio State, Clemson, and TCU as the top four seeds because it's all the highest conference champions. So, assuming that Tennessee with
2: the number one ranking is uh, is going to win the SEC, then go those would by be your Go by matchup, Mm -hmm. and I will tell you the Vegas line on each one of these. Now, this is if it was on a neutral site. Right. You have to add a touchdown if you played it at each home site. Yes. First-round games would be as
1: follows. Starting with the number five seed, which would be the Georgia Bulldogs. They would be taking on number 12 Tulane in the first round.
2: That would be Georgia... Minus 22 and a half. Minus 30. Minus 30. My, I mean, awesome. And I'm using the Vegas poll that puts a numeric value on team. Right, right. Okay, so it would be Georgia minus 30. They would probably round that down to Georgia minus 27 and a half. Mm-hmm.
1: Could be a good game, though. I nah, mean, I'm going to say it's not.
2: You, as you said, I mean, Georgia struggled with Kent State. Tulane couldn't score in a frat house if they brought the beer. Oh, uh, they, your defense is good. I'll give you that. They already beat a top 25 team this year, so was it georgia that was kansas state there
1: you go not uh not quite the same thing no not quite the same thing uh the number six team would be the michigan wolverines and they would take on number 11 ole miss what's not good about that game uh that one would actually be reasonably close it would be michigan minus minus thirteen and a half. currently as the rankings said it would be number seven versus number 10 which would give us alabama versus lsu
2: that one we already have a number on because we're doing it this weekend exactly. but if it was on a neutral field it would be alabama minus 15 and a half mm-hmm. and then number eight
1: versus number nine would be oregon and usc obviously these would all change throughout the season so hopefully we would not have the pac-12 championship game
2: back to back uh that would be oregon minus three and a half which i don't in any way agree with mm-hmm And then you would. So your your high watermark here is a game that you would have already seen this year twice. This would be the second time that you're seeing it. In some years, this would be the third time you would seen it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll pass. I'm totally good. I do (laughs) not need any of that.
1: Uh, I mean, there is a possibility that that's how that goes. That you will end up having that type of a matchup. But we've also, I mean, I feel like we've we've seen the the committee put their thumb on the scale a little bit to make sure that we don't have like Georgia and Alabama meeting in the in the first round of the college football playoffs. So that I think that would come into play as well
2: in the 12 team playoff. The Big 7, which is TCU, Tennessee, Clemson, Michigan, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, mm-hmm. would be at least a touchdown favorite over any team you could throw in there. Mm-hmm. According to Las Vegas I'm I'm good. I don't need to see four uh, trash games. It's not
1: necessarily trash
2: games. You tell me which one of those would not be god awful to watch. Michigan Ole Miss it would be awful. Why? What? what? Who's Who's better here? LSU or uh, Michigan? Defensively. Oh, it was Michigan? Yeah, uh, LSU ended them. They would beat them fifty-two to thirteen. Really absolutely because Ole Miss can't play that was Ole Miss is terrible defensively mm-hmm. it's just I, I'm looking at this going you know what we added more things it's for money w- wonderful I, I watched enough Maction last night three and one by the way oh good for you That's a good start to the to the Maction. good start to the Maction slate right I, I disagree
1: I mean I feel like these okay so the Vegas lines would be big but it's still i mean count out the records playoffs on the line
2: These get are,
1: be interesting
2: games how, do you actually know the answer to, how many upsets have we had since the cfp started and how by upset upsets? i mean how many teams that were more than a touchdown dog have actually won games oh well, i would say one maybe it's one it happened one time mm-hmm. I, i'm just i'm good especially now now like i said you might have after this takes effect because it takes about three years before anything changes to really see the effect and my Mm -hmm. hope is that between contracts for players at some point legislating these transfers which has just gotten insane maybe it will distribute the talent a little better and maybe they won't be just total Mm -hmm. eye bleach Mm -hmm. the four games you just said would be uh, i three of them be unwatchable and the one that wouldn't—I've already seen it once. I, I'm good. Hmm. I'm good. I, I'm officially saying I was wrong. I don't need a 12-team playoff. It's—I don't need more of this. No, no, no. You can't backpedal now
1: because now it's going to happen, and now you got to you got to stick with it. And you know you'll watch. You know you'll watch, and opening up the field makes it—you know—makes it even better for a possibility of an upset. I mean, this is what we wanted. We wanted that kind of, you know, that March Madness kind of a feel to it. Give more teams a shot at the national championship. Now, I'm not saying you're ever going to see a Tulane go into the, you know, go into the first round and end up in the national championship game because it's not going to happen. You're
2: not, and there's revisionist history because somebody will say, but what about when Boise State beat Oklahoma? You mean the team that cared way more that they were there? I could tie every one of those upsets (laughs) to. One of these teams, this was the Super Bowl of their program, mm-hmm. and the other one was really sad that they got left out of blank. 100%. That's always been a factor.
1: But the Georgia Tul- the Georgia Lane game of that is the only
2: one of those matchups that I would not be all in from kick to finish. And you would last through about 10 minutes to go in the second quarter when Michigan was up 24 to nothing, and Ole Miss had 22 total yards where is this coming where's your hate so for old miss it's Calvin not Ford? a hate uh, so you're going to disagree with me and vegas that's a, a minimum 14 and a half plus spread
1: sure vegas is very good at what they do they have gold fixtures for a reason you say yeah, that um, nonstop. stop yeah that's but how true. many times how many times are they wrong how not nearly ti- as often as you think really? especially not in games how, like how, this how many times they put a put a line on something that's you know how many times they do it 10 points or more and the the team
2: that's a 10 point dog never wins i'm not gonna say never wins it's very rare Uh, especially in a playoff Mm -hmm. you'll catch that with east carolina and central florida much more than you will the semifinals of the college football playoff right yeah put a pin in this and i'll remind you you said this Mm -hmm. when we get to the playoff see how accurate their lines are okay it's mind-boggling how good they
1: are at this. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville.
4: Are you ready to tackle your banking needs? Home Trust Bank's team of expert advisors and lenders want to be your teammate. We want to hear your story, learn your aspirations, and assist you with financial needs and provide options that are tailored to you. With a wide range of personal, mortgage, and commercial services, you will discover all your banking needs under one roof with a local and personalized touch at Home Trust Bank. Score big with Home Trust Bank. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
1: When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com. Or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nathan of Asheville.
2: Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western north carolina at 85 avery creek road call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at the outlawoffroad.com
1: back in the sportsocracy on espn asheville and um we had a super chat rob johnson
2: threw out top five greatest college football teams ever uh i did mine off the top of my head oh one miami oh five texas or 2013 florida state i can't figure out which one i would actually put in there texas i don't know that i agree with you florida state was the highest scoring offense of all time Mm -hmm. Mm, and i'm a little biased of course i am a little biased i'll admit that 2020 alabama 2019 lsu and i would consider 2018 clemson but it's Five of those six, but I don't know who the other one is. I mean, and at, I left out a USC team in there. My overall
1: has always been the 2001 Miami team. I think that's that, everybody's. It has to be. I mean, you look at that team. They had, team. what, 17 first-round picks? Right. Almost the entire team went and played in the NFL. They ranked number one uh, in defense and number three in offense. They, uh, they, they scored 43 points a game, almost, rounding up and we'll round up on the defense they gave up 10 points a game so they beat everybody by an
2: average of 32 points oh uh, four usc that was the one i was forgetting yeah 04 the matt US liner reggie really bush just weird you're not gonna enjoy this at all and of course who can forget the 2021
1: national champion georgia bulldogs greatest defense of all time
2: you don't even belong in this discussion No, stop that it, you don't even belong in this discussion. I
1: know. Again, geez, we gotta check your uh, your 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 sense of humor today. It's just check. Well, out or
2: me. your maybe your joke should improve because that <laughs> it was neither funny nor obviously a joke because you actually are that delusional about that team. Oh my gosh! Greatest defense of all time. It was, and your quarterback was four foot seven. Mm hmm. Yeah, defense great. Fine. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal.
1: You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Four o'clock is right around the corner. It means it'll be Tar Heel time with Jones Angel, the voice of the North Carolina
0: Tar Heels. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow they make it work. Jeremy Green tank spencer there's no holding back in the sportsocracy presented by ingles supermarkets and fred anderson nissan of asheville it is the
1: sportsocracy here on espn asheville 92.9 fm 880 am and 1400 the sportsocracy can be taken with you everywhere you go uh only iHeartRadio radio app and don't forget, you can see us on YouTube as well. Just go to thesportocracy.com, click on that live video link, and subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. Uh, we're always coming to you from the Ingles studio. Angle supermarkets, low prices, love the savings, and it's time for Tar Heel Time with Jones Angel, the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels, as uh, we get ready for the South's oldest rivalry this week. North Carolina taking on Virginia for the, what, 478th time, Jones? This is- <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that many.
6: 127, uh, this will be the 127th meeting between these two. But, yeah, certainly a, a longstanding rivalry, second most played game in college football, only uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin has been played more. They'll uh, play the, for the 131st time a, a little bit later in this year. And um, certainly for Carolina, coming off that big win over Pitt this past Saturday, Tar have uh, some positive momentum going and uh, hope to keep that moving forward in, in Charlottesville on Saturday.
1: Well, let's talk about the, uh, the, the, the Pitt performance because, I mean – Obviously, we had the offense out there looking like it has pretty much every week of the season with Drake May throwing another five touchdown passes. Uh, you know, the, Antoine Green had another great performance. Josh Downs, obviously, uh, and all those uh, all those tight ends racking up the yardage. Um, but I felt like I felt like I saw something out of the defense as well. Like I'm I'm starting to feel like there's a there's a groove here.
6: Well, what I think Carolina's defense has done well, and especially as the year has gone along, is it has made plays in important times. And it felt like uh, they did that again in this game, but maybe extended out a little bit more. Yeah, the Tar were down 24-14 early in the third quarter, and from that point forward, the Tar next four possessions were all touchdowns. And then defensively, Carolina forced two punts, a fumble, and a turnover on downs in those four uh, subsequent possessions for Pitt. And so it was really a dominant performance on both sides for Carolina over that nearly full uh, second half in Chapel Hill. And so I I do think, Tank, we've we've said it a few times, I I think the more good things happen for that defense – the the confidence builds, the energy builds, and and you just start seeing it a little bit more week in and week out. And um, in addition, I you know I thought they stopped the run really well against Pitt. Pitt ended up with one hundred and thirty one yards which isn't a tiny number, but it's not a huge number either. That's a team that really focuses on running the ball, averaged close to 200 yards per game on the ground. They did hit the Tar Heels with some deep passes, particularly in the first half, working off of uh, some play action and trying to get Carolina to sell out against the run. I thought the Tar Heels allowed one more of those in the second half, but then really uh, made some nice adjustments and, and turned that aside as well. And so all in all, I, it really was a quality defensive performance and particularly that second half when the Tariels needed it. They they needed the defense to step up and and allow that offense to to overcome that not huge deficit, but 10 points in the third quarter and then all of a sudden, you know, for example, on the fumble, you know, Carolina took over at the 49 yard line. And then um, after one of the punts, Josh Downs got a great punt return, returned it to around the 35 or the 40 of the Panthers. And so all of a sudden it's all kind of building off itself because then you're getting terrific field position, turning that quickly into points. And, um, it was really an impressive performance, I thought, in that second half in total for Carolina's team.
1: And uh, like I said, once again, another great performance for Drake May. His uh, I'm seeing I'm seeing all of these uh, Twitter memes and graphics that everybody likes to throw out there of comparing his numbers with like Hendon Hooker, like more touchdowns, more passing. And and I don't know. I mean, are we ready to, to put him in that class?
6: Well, I think if you are going simply by the stats, there is no question that Drake May's stats compared to anybody else's in the country. You know, he leads the nation in total offense, he leads the nation in total touchdowns responsible for, he's tied for first in the country in touchdown passes, he's top three in the nation in quarterback efficiency and in passing yards per game. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty complete quarterback resume there when you're talking about statistics, not to mention that he's been a viable threat as a runner and he only has three interceptions. And so all of those things, I, you can put that against Hinton Hooker or C.J. Stroud or whoever you want to put it against, and, and Drake May is right there. I think for some of those big individual national awards, like the Heisman and others, um, you're going to take into account not just the stats, but the team performance as well, of course. And so Carolina's had a very good season to this point. They're 71 through eight games, they're ranked number 17 in the college football playoff poll. But I think we also understand that their seasons are not comparable at this moment to what Tennessee has done or what Ohio State has done, just to use those examples from those two guys I I mentioned a moment ago. So if the season ended right now, I don't. I think Drake May would be ACC Player of the Year, and I think he should be given serious consideration for some national awards. But the the real way to make that happen is to not just continue to compete at a high level and play the way individually that Drake May has played, but for Carolina to keep winning. And and Roy Williams said it all the time that that the best teams. The individuals get the awards and the rewards, and, and that's what would happen for Drake May and others if Carolina continues to play at the level that it has.
1: Well, and all you got to do, just keep winning. Just keep winning games, and uh, you are going to be obviously already sitting atop the Coastal Division. Uh, you can, uh, I feel like we can uh, go ahead and book those dates in uh, in Charlotte for the ACC Championship game. Uh, I know that's uh, speaking a little out of turn, but uh, (laughs) feeling pretty confident about it. And North Carolina sitting at number 17 in this week's college football playoff ranking. Uh, You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this is a huge deal for the Tar Heels. Much more than being a preseason top 25 team, which we've been a lot, but I can't remember a team that was performing this well, uh, you know, over the projections.
6: Yeah, and in the college football playoff era, I mean, really only the 2015 team for the Tar Heels uh, has been in this type of uh – uh Company uh, certainly the 2020 team that ended up going to the Orange Bowl had a terrific year. That was such a funky season uh, due to the uh, everything happening with COVID. Right. But the 2015 season, you know, Carolina even that year, the the year that the Heels finished 11 and one, I think they got as high as number 10 in, in the college football playoff poll. Even in that year, the Tar Heels were not in the initial uh, college football playoff poll. That particular season, they got in there and and moved up, but they weren't in at the beginning. And so, for them to to start there with a impressive uh, record, uh, impressive ranking, I, I think really does speak to Carolina's uh, performance so far this year. And the resume that they've built, and Mac Brown, you know, talks about it all the time. And Tank, you and I have talked about it. That you know, polls are are fun to talk about, and they do give you you know some kind of idea on who's good and who's not very good. And um, but they really don't have a ton of merit until you get to this time of the season because you just don't know how each individual team in each in individual year. You know, each each individual year is a different story, and it's a different journey. And so, you know, every year we see teams that were ranked highly in the preseason that don't finish ranked. Carolina is a great example of that last season. Right? You know, there's plenty. You know, Texas A&M and BYU, and you know, some teams that thought they were going to have good seasons that just haven't. And um, that happens. It happens every single year. And so, I, I do think when you get to this point in the calendar, it's a much more relevant. Uh, achievement because you have something to base it on Um, now obviously everybody's going to argue about who's placed where and is somebody too high or too low and you know should TCU be higher this year or or whatever but I do think to be in that conversation is an accomplishment for this particular group and and the great part is there's still Things that they can achieve you know there's a month left in the regular season um Carolina I think and I think you and I talked about this last week Tank and if not uh we probably have at some point here recently yeah it feels like the Tar Heels now can go from having a nice season to having a really special year and and to do that they have to keep winning and and the next step in that comes this weekend against Virginia
1: that's right it's going to be a 12 o'clock kickoff at Charlottesville um you know and and this has been this has been one of those games. It's a, you know it is a true rivalry game, uh, as we have mentioned. You know how many times that they've that they played each other, but there have been some dogfight battles between these two teams. And
6: yeah, and you know there was the long streak in Charlottesville where where Carolina didn't have success, and yeah. you know went from what the the mid eighties all the way to the late two thousands. That's a long time, but I, I do think that is. You know that's kind of been shuffled away. The Tar Heels uh, have won plenty of times in Charlottesville here recently, um, but it has been th- those for the most part have been really competitive games. And and last year was a competitive game. It was a shootout. You know, Carolina won fifty nine thirty um, nine. Virginia is a, a much different team this season. Um, but what they are really good at, Tank, is is defense and getting after the quarterback. They have had an enormous turnaround from last year it, it's odd last year they could really move the ball and score but they struggled to stop anybody and it's 180 degrees from that right. this year they, they've been really good defensively they get after the quarterback um they, they've been really solid on that side but the offense for whatever reason uh has just not clicked but i think the dangerous part is brennan armstrong is is still the quarterback there carolina got a first-hand look when he threw for over 500 yards against them last season you know they know he's talented, and they know he can make the throws. And even though it hasn't been a terrific year for him or their offense, you know that they are completely capable of it. And so, when you mix in the fact that it is a road game, that you know they have a good quarterback who's accomplished a lot at the ACC level through the years, and they have a very clear quality defensive unit, um, this is a, a dangerous game for the Tar Heels. Regardless of the record, Virginia's just three and five right now. But uh, regardless of that record, Carolina understands. That it has to go up there and play well. And I'll say one other thing: I, I think Carolina's role has changed a little bit as well, kind of to your point about uh, exceeding expectations. In that now, you know, now Tar Heels are seven and one. Now they're ranked in the in the college football playoff poll. Now they're the heavy favorites, both just from watching the games and the mathematical part of it to advance out of the Coastal Division and, and go to the ACC Championship game. So their role has changed, and, and they have a little bit of a target on their back now more than they did at the beginning of the year, and Carolina's got to be ready to handle that.
1: Now there's no doubt that this has not been the, 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 the debut year that Tony Elliott uh, really wanted uh, with this uh, Virginia Cavaliers team. They've only scored uh, over 20 points once, Mm -hmm. so far this year and that was in the opening game against the Richmond Spiders uh so as you just just hammering home that point of the offense has not been what they once were um they struggle a lot to block anybody yeah and I feel like that's the one thing that has played into the um I guess the 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 downfall or the backslide here the regression of Brandon Armstrong
6: no doubt yeah they were they had to replace all five starters on the offensive line uh that's hard to do and, and so when you have uh, a young offensive line uh, that'll just eat you up at some point and and you've seen it in some games against Illinois and uh against others where they they've had trouble Moving the football, period. And so for Carolina, that, that tells you that if you can get some pressure on the quarterback, um, which is, I mean, that's football 101, but with uh, with the Cavaliers this year, um, you've got the evidence that if you can get pressure, that that will go a long way to helping you uh, make them struggle and, and giving you a better chance to win.
1: Last Friday we had the, the exhibition game against uh, Johnson C. Smith University uh, on the um, – uh, on the basketball side as we get prepared for this upcoming season uh obviously exhibition game i don't know really what you can take away from it but i i was i was watching on twitter while we were doing high school football of all the reactions of what was going on in the game and uh Tar Heel fans seem pretty impressed uh with pete nance
6: Yeah, well, I was impressed with Carolina in total. I mean, again, it's Johnson C. Smith, and and I'm not trying to say something negative about them, but that's a Division II school, and Carolina's number one team in the country. You would expect the Tar to have a big advantage in in that game, and they did. You know, Armando Baycott and others, the size advantage was tremendous, and, and Carolina even won that game by 61 points. And did that without R.J. Davis and without Jalen Washington, who I think it's going to be really good, and without Justin McCoy and without Puff Johnson. So that that's four scholarship guys that Carolina did not have in that game. Uh, now, again, level of competition uh, has to keep all that in perspective. But what I think you saw from Pete Nance in particular it is he's just an, a veteran player, and, and I don't, and I'd say this and mean it in a nice way. I don't know if I can tell you one outstanding thing that Pete Nance did in that game or, or does in total, but he's just so good at, at everything. He, he can rebound. He's a good, solid defender. Um, he's really got a soft touch around the rim. He showed off a, a nice uh, baby hook shot a couple of different times. He uh, didn't shoot it great from behind the arc. He was 1-5 of five from three-point range in this game, but he had good looks um, from beyond the arc. And so, I mean, he just, he's in the right place. I mean, he just, I think he looks like somebody that's played multiple years of college basketball and is a good player. And so I think you really saw that and that his veteran nature and just his age and his experience, in addition to his skill set, um, is such a big positive it's it's just such a quality thing and we've seen it in college basketball repeatedly now uh, over the last decade that it's the older teams that have had better success when it comes down to it at the end of the year when you have some guys who have been through multiple different seasons and multiple different scenarios it just makes a difference and and Pete Nance is a really high quality veteran player who uh does so many things well on the court.
1: Well, the first game coming up of the regular season on Monday night. It's a 9 o'clock tip-off with UNC Wilmington. It'll all be getting uh, getting going here as uh, the number one team in the country, obviously, you know, finishing runner-up last year uh, for the national championship. Uh, you know, it's it's hard for fans to put that away. And try to be objective about a team when you're returning so much, you're highly ranked number one in the country, and just expected to, I mean, win every game in the (laughs) fans' minds, you know? Yeah,
6: and we've talked about it, Tank. I mean, obviously, Tarz is going to lose a game at some point this year. Everybody – well, not everybody, but everybody since Indiana that year in the 70s has. And so, um, again, and we've said this, to me – the most important thing is a stay healthy, and b have a quality enough year to get yourself the high seed and the in the best location possible, which is Greensboro in the NCAA tournament. If you've done that, and you know that's going to mean you're competing for the ACC regular season title, that's going to mean that you've won some of these high profile games that the Tar are going to play both in and out of conference it is you can't win the national title in early november but you can start taking those steps to building your resume to put you in the best position to do so when you get at the end of the year and this team is capable of that it's a deep team it is a versatile team i think much more versatile than it was a year ago as far as the different types of lineups it can put on the floor um i mean They've got some dudes, not, not just the four that you know returning, but Pete Nance and I think Seth Trimble is, is a really good young player. Uh, I think Jalen Washington, when he is, uh, 100% healthy is going to give Carolina an aspect that it doesn't currently have. Um, Dontre Styles, DeMarco Dunn. I can keep ticking off the names of guys that I think have gotten better. Um, it's an exciting year for Carolina. They they're not going to go undefeated, but they have a chance to have a really, really good team.
1: Uh yes, they do, and can't wait to hear it all. You'll have uh you'll have every game uh here on ESPN Asheville throughout the season with uh Jones Angel and Eric Montross and uh Dave Nathan, all the guys from the Tar Heels Sports Network. And uh yep, we will uh We'll be tuning in, obviously, this Saturday, Carolina and Virginia on the gridiron Monday night, Carolina and the Seahawks of UNC-Wilmington, 9 o'clock tip-off for that game. Jones, we'll be talking to you next week and uh, hopefully talking about some more wins. Love it, Tank. Great to talk with you and look forward to doing it again next week. You are in the Sportocracy here on ESPN Asheville.
2: Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road in or call them at 828-365-1663. Jeremy loves
1: to be on the right side. I do. I've always been on the wrong side of health. But that's all changed with Ph.D. weight loss program. Last Thanksgiving, we started with Ph.D. And since then, I've lost more than 90 pounds. None of my clothes fit anymore. I'm having to get a whole new wardrobe. You, you got a favorite shirt. I don't have that anymore. Like, I'm having to find all new favorites. But I'm good with it because that means I'm going
2: to get to live a little bit longer. It's ironic you brought up a favorite article of clothing, because I am currently wearing a Florida State hoodie. It's been out of the rotation for quite some time, because when I wore it, I looked like a wet dog trying to come in through the cat door. But (laughs) thanks to the weight loss program of Ph.D., I'm back down to my high school weight. I'm fitting in clothes that I don't actually know why I kept.
1: There is a program out there that can take two of the biggest slovenly lummoxes in the history of time, and make them healthier they can definitely do the same for you go to myphdweightloss.com that's myphdweightloss.com
3: at ingles whether we're celebrating friday night rivals televising college basketball games bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park it's all in the bag ingles low prices love the savings
0: The sportsocracy. You two are just dumber a
1: bag of hammers.
0: And we are back in the Engle studio,
1: and you know it's hard to be; it's it's hard not to get your, not to let yourself get over the top about these Tar Heels. I'm really excited for the college basketball season. We'll talk some more college basketball coming up in a little bit because we got big news with uh, one major brand in college basketball looking to uh, join. What I call an actual real conference. We'll give you more details on that.
2: We got some. uh, I was much more excited about college basketball season before my team's best player got suspended for half the year. Apparently, you can take a million dollars from a booster to sell hot dogs, but you can't accept a trip to come to America to a basketball camp. Nope. Hashtag because NCAA. Uh, Exactly. Uh, Sad news here
1: in the NFL, well, especially for New Orleans Saints fans, as Michael Thomas, due to a toe injury, is going to be uh, out for the rest of the season. He's going to have to undergo surgery on the toe. He's only played three games this year. Has not played a full season since 2019. He's played 10 games in three years. Mm Mm-hmm and it it makes me start to question like is this just who he is now and it's never going I don't to know that he'll better. ever be healthy again I mean he's 29 years old and you haven't played a full season since 2019
2: which is awful because it was one of the greatest seasons we've ever seen was offensive player of the year right I, I mean I was in a conversation on Twitter during the last segment of is this the most precipitous decline we've Ever seen. I don't remember ever seeing a player have this prodigious of a year, and then just never be seen or heard from again. Yeah, not, 56 not like Fifty six catches since then.
1: Mm-hmm. Not like this. I mean, I, I obviously there are there are guys who hit their high water mark and then just disappeared. I mean, we always like to make the jokes about Peyton Hillis <laughs> being on the cover of Madden. But he was
2: never this good. No, he, he had was not. one weird year todd Gurley, maybe he's the closest in recent memory that's not a bad one
1: i mean he was the you know he was like the a number one running back in the nfl and then all of a sudden injuries just crept in and he never was the same
2: look this is i mean this is the high side of it this is one of the reasons that people like me are very cautious of throwing big money at skill position players this Mm -hmm. can happen because this has been a full body shutdown he has now had four parts of his body that have kept him out of games in the last three years mm-hmm. ankle hamstrings wasn't
1: there a the shoulder shoulder yeah shoulder and, and now toe. and now the toe yikes i don't it is shocking to see somebody who was uh, at the top of their game like that just absolutely deteriorate over the years and we put a lot into it last year, a lot of, uh, you know, hemming and hawing back and forth about, well, he's not going to rejoin a, a a bad team. And I don't think that plays into this year.
2: No, I mean, at this point, you're you're battling for your career. Mm-hmm. I mean, because at this point, I mean, New Orleans can get out of the deal. And let's just say that happened. What's his market value at this point? Nothing. Let's say Michael Thomas was actively available on the market. What could you conceivably pay him? I mean, $2 million with $250,000 in, in game day roster bonus? Yeah. Because I don't think it could be anything above that. I mean, it can be. I, mean, I think there there might be teams dumb
1: enough to do it, looking at, like, Chicago Bears, who just gave up a
2: second-round draft pick for Chase Claypool. Uh, hey, speaking like, of receivers to the Chicago Bears, my mid season mock draft coming sometime in the next 24 hours yeah be sure to subscribe to the youtube channel you'll see when it comes out houston texans houston
1: texans could make a play for michael no, thomas that's okay
2: they've already got one receiver that uh, they boo-boo kidded the money i totally forgot that when we were talking about brandon cooks mm-hmm. you know his entire deal's guaranteed right that's why nobody would trade for him there were calls but they wanted houston to pick up all of the money and houston <sighs> rightfully said no I forgot Um, it was all completely guaranteed I had forgotten that as well of which by the way if you need to know why Nick Casario is a horrible GM (laughs) found it
1: found it just another reason and then more bad news for Baltimore Ravens fans Rashad Bateman is going to be out for the remainder of the season he's going to have to have surgery on his foot so once again, one of Jeremy's little boyfriends is
2: <laughs> He's a talented receiver. He's, just, He's just, just hurt. He's just bitten. Absolutely snake bitten. Uh Baltimore also gets a receiver in my uh in my two round muck draft. As they should. And it's a name that if you don't like Baltimore, you are not going to be happy when you see this. Mm-hmm.
1: Speaking of uh the Houston Texans, um, yeah, Brandon Cook's not gonna play tonight for the Houston Texans
2: because i mean well why 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 would you play he's gonna be a dmp angry we don't see those very often (laughs) dmp hates the organization houston texans and the philadelphia eagles tonight (sighs) on thursday night
1: football it could be the most embarrassing game in primetime history
2: jeff bezos you paid a bajillion dollars a bajillion d for the second best team in the nfl against the worst right
1: potentially could be the most embarrassing game on uh on prime time in nfl history uh however you're gonna have to do a lot you're gonna have to get beat 70 to nothing in my book to surpass the tampa bay buccaneers who famously lost on monday night football with a 24 point lead in the fourth quarter against the indianapolis colts but it could happen. Philadelphia Eagles, Houston, Texas tonight. You, Jeremy will have your picks on the game uh, coming up at the end of the program. Is, and, and we'll spend like two minutes breaking down the
2: matchup because that's, oh, here's that's match-up. how lopsided this is. Have you ever accidentally hit a squirrel with your car? Yeah. Have you ever gone back and visited the squirrel four days later? Yeah, that's the first quarter and the third quarter. <laughs> there you go. Analysis over. Not, end of message. Repeat the line.
1: Not going to be good. For the squirrel. That we know. It is ESPN Asheville. And hey,
0: let's get weird. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Jeremy
1: and I, neither one of us are car guys so to speak uh you speak for yourself we like cars
2: Uh, every day that i get to drive a new car i become more and more of a new car guy and that's thanks to our friends at fred anderson nissan 629 for order they'll give you 250 extra dollars on your trade just for saying we sent you that is a bonus promo I believe my training is officially complete. And that is a double bell as well.
1: Good for you, sir. But you know what I mean by we're not really car guys. I,
2: mean, we, I, no, I don't we know like how to one works. Cars. We like to drive cars as long as they're nice cars. I, I have long thought, and this goes all the way back to when I was a child, I see somebody on the side of the road with their hood up. I have always said, they're looking at that thing going, I wonder what that does. But, you know, I like... I like the new
1: technology. I like seeing what car companies can do to spice things up. But it's there's always been that one hump that we've never gotten over. Remember, well, I mean, some of you are way younger than me because I am an old man now. But I can remember back in the day being told that we're going to have flying cars.
2: Yeah, the Jetsons. That's supposed to be like right now. Yeah. Missed it by just by uh, that much yeah
1: but but we're on our way we're on our way because chinese electric vehicle company uh Xiaopong or it looks like x but i looked up the official pronunciation apparently it is Xiaopong. but uh anyway they this past week unveiled their designs and a video of their first test flight of a flying car more than 500 companies reportedly working on designs for flying cars but now Xiaopeng Xiaopong, excuse me, is now the first one that we know of to put it in into actual practice now the renderings and stuff that they released of their their flying car i think they're they're calling it the X3 they look really cool like it's got it looks like a drone when the propellers are all, you know, unfurled, but the renderings have it like where the, the arms are collapsible and they've got like, you know, these, uh, drone helicopter propeller things that, that take it up. The, the problem is, is that's not been put into practice with this one. It doesn't look like the, like the arms retract. So you could never take this thing on the road as it is currently constituted. Because, obviously, the wingspan would be a bit of a problem trying to drive down the road. But it actually worked.
2: I don't don't need flying cars. They
1: got it up to 15. uh, It was about 15 to 20 meters in the air. Hovered around for a little bit. Took a turn. Came back. Landed softly. Two tons this thing weighs, though obviously they don't have a price tag on this thing they're hoping to be able to this is a 500 billion dollar project that they are that they are working on this thing with they're hoping to maybe be able to put it on the market obviously for the super rich among us uh in 2024 but we may be close jeremy to flying cars and that, my friends, is going to be the latest and the greatest disaster of all time. You think people are jack wagons now on the roads? It's oh, because there's them enough people. The ability people. to
2: fly. That's because there's enough people like you that think the uh, scissor merge, zipper merge, whatever. Zipper called, merge. There's enough of you that think that's the,
1: the way to go. It is the way to go. I don't
2: need you to cut me off at 15 meters above the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but see.
1: That's the, that's the plus of this is you would be able to just fly over the traffic jam. Problem is if everybody's got that ability, then we're all just kind of flying around.
2: Yeah, I'm good. Nah, nah, I've watched I've watched enough of the millennials that we have in this society try to get on an airplane. I don't need you to have your own airplane. Uh, Also, we, we do
1: not know how long this thing would be able to fly, but considering that some of the, uh, some of the prototypes Probably don't have the ability to, or don't have the ability to fly for, you know, three minutes without the battery dying. That's going to be a problem. That's going to be a slight problem. Absolutely.
2: Also, a slight problem something that just happened in Denver, Colorado. Two firefighters have been put on administrative leave, not because they didn't fight the fire. They responded to a house call. A father called, said he hadn't talked to his daughter in a few days. She'd just gotten out of the hospital for a stomach procedure firefighters respond they walk in the door and they see the woman that's about all they did and they went back to the truck and they called the er for a declaration of death from the er doctor of which i did not i never thought of that's how this works the doctor that declares people deceased Mm -hmm. on site may not actually be there never thought of that that becomes very relevant just a moment. So the two firefighters, they do their, the thing. They did not release their names in the story. I can only assume that's a union thing. So, they call in, get the death declaration, all of that, and they go on about their way. Later on, a police officer shows up to check the house for weapons or any crimes that may be in the deceased woman's house. It's mm-hmm. so only one problem: she was crawling on the ground. Oh, they never checked to see if she was alive. In spite of the fact that they answered all of the questions that they were asked, including did she have a pulse, yada, 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 they said she was bluish purple in color and sh- and the smell of decomposition was in the house, which is entirely possible, I suppose, except for the fact she did have a pulse and she was totally alive. And
1: has a nasty house, apparently. Uh, apparently, <laughs> yes.
2: Apparently she needs uh, some zero risk because yeah. that's hundred percent i mean if i think there's a dead person in there just because i walked in the door you're you are a messy messy i do declare yeah absolutely wow Uh, and and the lawsuit pending with the city uh should be finalized soon because i guarantee you there's going to be one you are in the sportsocracy here
1: on espn Asheville. when we come back from the break uh it looks like there could be a bit of a shake-up in college basketball conference realignment continues
4: are you ready to tackle your banking needs? Home Trust Bank's team of expert advisors and lenders want to be your teammate. We want to hear your story, learn your aspirations, and assist you with financial needs and provide options that are tailored to you. With a wide range of personal, mortgage, and commercial services, you will discover all your banking needs under one roof with a local and personalized touch at Home Trust Bank. Score big with Home Trust Bank. Ready for what's next? Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender.
3: Ahoy, matey. At Ingles, our extensive seafood department offers a huge variety. From your local catch to flavors from around the world, wild sashimi tuna, Charleston crab cakes, mountains of shrimp, bourbon salmon, wild mahi-mahi with mango salsa. It's enough to make any salty sea captain ready to set a course for the bounteous treasure of the Ingles Seafood Department. It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings.
0: the sports awkward scene. Hey, you are a regular nuclear meltdown you better cool off
1: finally finally it's gonna it looks like it's gonna happen gonzaga is gonna join a real conference in college basketball and i for one i don't care who it is i don't care what major conference they join it has to happen. I have been screaming about this for years. It feels like of of course, Gonzaga's is always ranked highly. They uh, they go undefeated in their conference more often than not.
2: Oh, they also play one of the toughest non-conference schedules oh, in the they, country.
1: And so. and I give them credit for that. Look, that went out the window years ago. That whole you know, Gonzaga is the team that's going to get the number one seed. And just be out in the first two or three rounds. That has gone out the window. They have proven for the last few years that they are no doubt one of the top four college basketball programs in the country. Mark Few has done amazing things with Gonzaga. They have won 20 conference titles in a row in the West Coast Conference, and they've won 24 regular season
2: championships. And the, the press release of this story, I took away something drastically different than you did. What's that? I don't care what conference Gonzaga plays in. I don't care if it's the Big 12. I don't care if it's the Big East. None of that matters to me. Okay. Big 12 just went through a, a, a media rights thing. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do just fine. 2.28 billion dollars it's Is a what it whole was? mess of money and the last line in the ap story a person familiar with a with the big 12 deal they were asked did, did did you tell them about the gonzaga thing the quote was it was hinted at it came up in a quiet manner it's a positive but it's not a financial game changer so let me get this straight you got $2.3 billion for your media rights deal. You have just guaranteed your member institutions $30-plus a year off the media deal. You're behind closed doors getting ready to bring in one of the most prodigious college basketball programs in the country. Mm-hmm. Nobody at Fox cared. They don't even kind of care. They care more about Texas Tech football than they do about gonzaga basketball
1: mm-hmm.
2: that tells you everything you need to know basketball is a fun little aside it, it's not ironic that it really heats up in march when you know football ends right that's not an irony and and it elicits something else i wanted to talk about today there was a no hitter in a world series game last night nobody cares nobody cares mm-hmm nobody even i have not seen that reported on any site outside of espn all day long that is the most mind-boggling thing i think i've ever seen i thought i was i had gotten to a point of okay i rail on baseball too much i wasn't gonna stop but i had gotten to the point in my head of right i'm railing on this too much and then you had what should be in one month You've had a player for the most popular team in your sport break your home run record for a Mm. conference or league, whatever. Right. It's not the actual – I get it. The American League record. But you just had a guy that you could point to and say, that's the guy. That's the one that set the record. There's no steroids there. He's just 6'17 and (laughs) (laughs) looks like an offensive lineman. That's the guy. And you had the first no-hitter in your World Series in almost 70 years. Mm Mm-hmm. Nobody cared. There's more talk about the Eagles and the Texans than that. You want to know why we talk about football all the time? That's why. Yep. Look at the numbers. It's right there in front of you. I started watching a Netflix series last night about bodybuilding why it's because netflix knows exactly how to sucker me into watching something put it on the home page and then let me see it three or four times and i'll go hey you know what it's been night i'm sleepy right i'll put it on right there was a time that people actually watched that in large numbers in large quantities bodybuilding yeah it hmm. was on espn i didn't know this either i found this out last night wow and now you're at a point of the only thing that sale sells at a Commercial level, football is college football in the NFL. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. I have gotten to a point now where I listen to national shows, and they start talking about other things, and I go, "Don't do that." Right? Why would you do that? I do the same thing. Listen
1: to your audience. It drives me absolutely nuts, especially like when you're driving around on a you know if you're driving around on a Sunday and you're trying to find out what's going on in the games and you I'm, flip I'm a responsible it over,
2: person i don't drive around on sundays you you flip well that's because you're drinking domestic lights good. yeah because by three o'clock i'm at 17 domestic lights but not all of us are just uh binge drinking and watching
1: football every sunday and i'll say most if we're out driving around and you flip on one of these national shows and they're talking about you know Kyrie irving or something it's like what what world are you living in right now i get i mean i get it's first time in world series history that there's ever been a combined no hitter and yeah nobody cares
2: i feel like all of the other uh, all of the other entities are just going look at us we're doing stuff nope Can't. can't 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 do it
1: don't want to can't gonzaga apparently is interested according to the reports in joining the big 12 which i think would be
2: huge for that conference especially i see and i don't you don't i don't why fox has already told you why it doesn't change the money yeah but it does not yeah, change Yeah, the but money. i'm a fan of the sport i don't care about no, the money and i get that gonzaga goes to the big 12 and dies not i shouldn't say that that way they go to the Big 12 and they become exponentially less relevant than they were. Why do you care about them right now? Because they're a one seed in the tournament every single year. Because they're, they're really good. Okay, so is Baylor? How much do you care about them? I mean, in basketball season, yeah, I care. Yeah. Have they ever been mentioned on the show outside of their one national title appearance?
1: No, nope. we don't. Really I actually talk about think that. this is a
2: horribly stupid idea for Gonzaga and i've i've been i've rivaled you in this the entire time it's not going to raise your profile if anything it's going to hurt it the only reason we talk about you is on selection sunday you're on the one line mm-hmm. every single year mm-hmm. so now you go to the big 12 but which is unequivocally that, the best conference in college basketball and it's not close but, sorry acc people it's not right but they all but th- that's part of
1: the reason that they get talked about every year because of
2: course they're up there
1: because they have 30
2: easy games and on their schedule. That doesn't matter. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. We <laughs> watched this sport in March. So now you're going to go into a conference where there's seven of you. There's seven programs in that conference mm-hmm. that are Gonzaga or close. Texas Tech is close. They're recruiting the same level of talent. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to be a seven seed. That That's the way this is going to go. I, I Look, I like Mark Few. There's a reason he stayed there forever. You mark my words. They sign off on this. He won't be around for long. Because right now it's really easy. We're we're tucked away. We're we're uh, geographically isolated, and we're guaranteed, at worst, a three seed in the tournament every year because nobody can beat us. Mm-hmm. Well, we want to play the best. That's fine. That's fine. You obviously do not understand marketing to any degree, because the only reason anybody cares about you, because you keep winning conference titles. You become relevant when we care about the sport. Mm -hmm. Do you think this is going to greatly change their financial take? No. They just told you it's not a game changer to squirt. You will be a basketball-only entity in this sport or or in this conference, which means you'll be lucky to see $5 million. $5 million is not a drop in the bucket for what these Mm -hmm. high-level programs have. Mm -hmm. I think it's a horribly stupid idea. It's good for the purist of oh, I like watching more yeah. basketball. That's great. This program will be exponentially less relevant ten years from now than they are right now. And if they are,
1: then that just goes to that, that that just proves the the point that I've been screaming about them the entire time. Put them in a real conference, and we'll see how good they are. But that doesn't prove the point. Of course it does. It, if they go to the Big Twelve and they become irrelevant, like you say,
2: okay. So if Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC, does that mean those programs are less relevant? No, it means you're playing actual competition. This is one of those things I've always hammered on baseball for. You have exponentially more inventory than you have anything, and there's nothing competing with you. Mm -hmm. That's when you really know you're a dumpster fire. When you can't draw, when you're competing against nothing, then you're irrelevant. I don't care how good you are. I could care less how good you are. LSU, LSU is a fantastic football program mm-hmm. outside of the Joe Burrow, Jamar chase here. They've been largely irrelevant for the last 10. Does that mean they're irrelevant in college football? No it means you play the highest of the high Gonzaga is creating a problem for itself that it doesn't have. They don't care about you. Oh, I get it. You're here anyway. You're going to watch it because it's on. Now you're creating the problem of you're going to diminish your national profile by not being in that cushy spot. Do you really think 18-year-old kids look at Spokane, Washington and go, yes, I cannot wait to go there for college. No, I'm guaranteed to be a one seed. I'm almost guaranteed to play in three sweet 16s bare minimum if I'm here four years. Malachi Smith just left uh, – um, or not Malachi Smith. Malachi – he was at UT Chattanooga and he just transferred to, to Gonzaga. His His last name is – oh god I, his I, last I, name's I, eluding me yeah yeah i wasn't even following yeah he went to fact. gonzaga why he's one of the most sought after transfers in the country because he knew i'm going for one year because mm-hmm. he's a senior transfer mm-hmm. uh, and there's a better chance i'm in the final four at gonzaga than practically another school in america you think people keep doing that if you're in the big 12 you're gonna lose five games a year just solely because of how good the conference is it's one of those things that makes zero sense to me you are in the
1: sportocracy here on espn Asheville. Sports Center's up
0: next. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It is the Sportocracy
1: live from the Ingalls studio here on ESPN. Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400, the final hour of the day and the last hour before another football Friday. All your bangers tomorrow. We will have uh, beat the Chief with Asheville Police Chief David Zach. We will uh, we will play Cher if you want to with... Uh, Keenan Nesbitt of the Buncombe County Sheriff's Office. Oh, by the way, that reminds me, if you're not doing anything this weekend, we have at McCormick Field, the home of the Asheville Tourists, softball tournament. Come out and support your local emergency responders. Buncombe County Sheriff's Office, Asheville Police Department, Asheville Fire Department, Weaverville Police Department, and the Henderson County Sheriff's Office, it all starts at 10 a.m. at McCormick Field and uh, gonna wrap up somewhere around eight o'clock. And you can come and they're taking they're taking donations for the uh, Buncombe County Sheriff's Office holiday drive, taking cash donations. Come on out and support your uh, local first responders and see some pretty uh, what what could be some pretty interesting softball tournaments.
2: I'm going to wager you don't game. see many athletes that look like Tank or me for that matter because for me i'm just gonna have a heater in my mouth with a domestic light
1: which i feel like is worth the price of admission
2: oh it's i mean it would be for me it's home run or out i'm not legging out squat are you a softball are you a
1: softball player have you i used to be have you played softball
2: i i did uh and i was actually pretty good at it uh i had two speeds a home run or i'm out right and i could man two positions defensively catcher first base right end of message repeat, repeat the line. The line. <laughs> anything that involved running seacrest out right uh in my heavier days um i did
1: play on a company softball team one time uh we were not good i was not good. i was a pretty decent pitcher i I'd get it across the plate but if you were any good at softball you were hitting it out of the park
0: uh i was
2: (laughs) i was on one of those teams that you look around and go um which one of these guys are we supposed to pitch to because they're all giants Mm -hmm. uh will our sales guy he was our leadoff hitter because he was the only well we had two they were both lightning fast i think and then it was eight gigantic humans that looked like the monsters i thank god this was before uh everybody had cameras
1: on their cell phones because the first game that we played i hit just a frozen rope out to left field took off running to first base pants fell down i hit the dirt it and crawled to first base I, went,
4: yay
2: I, I, <laughs> I will give one thousand u.s dollars for that video right now that's what i was saying thank god it was before uh cell phone video it's was out there. popular oh it's out there i promise you <laughs> somebody somebody had a handheld and has that video and if you know that person if you've been telling that story around the thanksgiving turkey for 17 years (laughs) you remember when that just gigantic guy went full pants down midway down the first baseline yep i got cash in hand money is no object uh the comedic value yeah i mean
1: that's we could we could add comedic value to a softball team There ain't no doubt about that. Uh, It is the top of the third hour of the program, and as we do on most tops of the uh, third hour of the program, it's the daily draft, and we're going to do stock up, stock down. Usually we'd save this for Mondays when we just talk about the weekend, but now we want to take a look at stock up, stock down, top five for the entire season of football.
2: And we wanted to do stock up, stock down on Monday. We just didn't have time. There There were so many other things going on. We didn't have a chance. So as it was pushed down the road, season long, because there's I have the first pick. I've been okay. sitting on a first pick for two days. Okay. And across college football and the NFL, tell me if there's any entity whose stock is higher right now than Tua Tonga Valua. Really? Let me explain. Okay. Miami had a ton of draft capital. Mm hmm. Yeah, you, you made the trade with San Francisco. That's now turned into Jalen Waddell, Tyree Kill, Bradley Chubb, along with other assets. They could believe in him as much as I believe in gas station sashimi. You're stuck, and you're going to pay him a bajillion dollars whether you like it or not. Mm hmm. And the thing that blows my mind for why, I cannot wrap my brain around this. I've watched Miami push all of their chips to the center of the table. What's drastically different about him right now? Him, not the offense. What is drastically different about Tua Tungavailoa right now than it was two years ago? A year ago. You say nothing? It's nothing. His interception rate, exactly what it was his rookie year. His touchdown rate is up, but that's a product of the weapons. Mm -hmm. That happened to Tim Tebow with better weapons. There's nothing different here. You're pushing all of your chips to the center of the table. So if I'm Tua's agent, I have to be looking around going, man, this worked out nice. And sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you're good. It's a lot better to be lucky than good. Yep. Well,
1: I mean, we knew it was going to be a pivotal year for Tua that he was going to have to prove that he can be a good quarterback in this league for one, for the Miami Dolphins to invest in him and two, if they didn't for somebody else to invest in him. And now, I mean, he is the best quarterback that the Miami Dolphins have had since Dan Marino. So that's like, ahead. That's you, like- you, you raise the eyebrow. You tell me who's, who's better. I'm not disagreeing with you, okay. but I'm
2: going to say that's like saying I'm the one that looks better in a dress of the two people in this room. It's not really all that impressive. True. I will make the sweeping declaration too. Tua's is the first one to get a deal done. Mm-hmm. Of Herbert, Joe Burrow, Tua will get his done the minute that they can, and it's going to be so much more than it should be. 40, if I were a Cincinnati, 45? oh yeah. If I were Cincinnati and and the Chargers, I would be terrified that Miami gets this deal done with him before we get our guys done. Mm -hmm. Because if you're Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, and you're looking around going, Tua got 45 million a year. All right, I want 70. (laughs) What are you going to do about it? you going to tell me no? I don't think you will. Uh, Yeah, I would tell you no. I don't think you would. I don't think you would when i have the ability to franchise tag you yeah, i'm not paying you that much more well, of the market fine. value uh you can franchise tag me in two years wait do you see what that franchise tag looks like two years from now mm-hmm. because that's when the salary cap will have gone through the roof that's when all the that's when all the tv money will have taken over uh, good luck with that yeah i I've, seriously i consider doing all of the quarterbacks in this class because of tua because the, the agent for Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert have to be sitting around going, man, I like how this has worked out. Mm-hmm. I made an extra million uh, in agent fees just solely watching Tua tunga throw pitch and catch to the best receivers in the league. And the the worst part about it is, is what,
1: what kind of shape that's going to put the Miami Dolphins in. Because right now they're extremely expensive. I mean they just gave Tyreek Hill the most money a wide receiver's ever gotten. Uh they've got all this money tied up into the secondary which I won't be I will not be surprised if they figure out how to 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 get out from under the Byron Jones deal um and move on from him or move the money somehow. They just they've got a lot of pieces that they've highly invested in and you're not going to be able to do that once you pay the quarterback. I mean, we talk about that time and time again, but this is this is a major problem because I don't look at Tua as a Joe Burrow, a Justin Herbert. I think it we're should, all in the not. Right, I think we're all on the same page here of the reason he was so good at Alabama was because they had the greatest team assembled around him, or one of the greatest teams of all time assembled around him now you've got all of these weapons you're gonna have to pay jalen waddle big money in two years right oh yeah javon holland's gonna have to get paid yep you're already Tua paying bradley Chubb. right two is gonna have to get paid they just
2: signed an extension for 110 million dollars with bradley chubb i mean look I, I pull for a young team in this division i have absolutely no fear of miami None. I just feel like you've bungled this situation. Mm -hmm. Because now you are there as in a corner as you will ever see a team in the NFL. Because you have gutted yourself financially. You have gutted yourself draft pick-wise. And that's the reason Tua is the winner and not the Miami Dolphins. Because he's going to make a boatload of money. And I don't know that it ever produces anything. Hmm. It's the Dak Prescott rule. How in the world do you think this team's going to get better when your quarterback's salary balloons by six times? That's fair. Hard for me to believe. They're all in, and you better hope mm-hmm. that Josh Allen gets abducted by space aliens because you are not beating that team, and this window is small. Well, you told me I was going to be surprised by your number one pick, and you
1: did not lie.
2: Oh, I, I was to not this. expecting Tua
1: Tungavailoa to be the uh, highest stock up
2: of the season. Uh, Daniel Hillman in our YouTube comment said, couldn't the Dolphins just draft a young quarterback instead of paying Tua? That's the point. They're never going to pick in the top 20. Mm-hmm. Ever. So you're going to be picking at the back end of the first round, and for every Lamar Jackson, I can throw you 20 Brandon Whedons. Brady Quinn. That is – it is a, a crapshoot in the draft anyway, to a point. You get past about 12, it is, it's not playing the lottery, but it's close.
1: And again, what happens if you miss? What happens if you miss that? If you you make that
2: decision, oh, that's everybody about, you can't, loses You job. can't go rookie with exactly. this level of roster. Exactly. That was kind of the point I was trying to make. I, I guess I didn't explain that well enough. Mm-hmm. No, Tula I, is now the safest person on the planet Earth. I would I would say you're right. The postmaster in Barrow, Alaska does not have the job security that Tua of <laughs> does right now.
1: <laughs> Look, things are rolling pretty well for the Miami Dolphins. They're going to start out this season 8-3. and three. I don't see any way that they lose any of the next three games. And that's why you went out and got Bradley Chubb. You needed to improve the defense to try to compete in this division. You already beat the Buffalo Bills once. So who's to say you can't do it again? It's unlikely, I know, but you got a chance. The problem is you're stuck now with Tua, and what happens when the weapons disappear? Do you think he's Do you think he's Dan Marino? That he is not. No all right well my my stock up is not even kind of close for me
2: it's it's tennessee you have to go with the tennessee volunteers is it tennessee the program i'm asking this for a reason yeah okay yeah, absolutely
1: tennessee uh, the program as a whole josh heupel Obviously, look i had my reservations about making him the head coach bringing him in from central florida because oh well, i thought I it mean, was the, the last,
2: most dumbfounding hire i'd ever right, seen
1: the last central florida coach that went to a big time program uh that didn't work out well old scott frost and he is uh you know sitting on the sidelines now but obviously i was wrong the culture has changed so much in in just two years the first year for Josh Heifel, you know, they they were competitive. But they weren't anywhere near the world beaters that they are now. They're recruiting well. The NIL stuff is, you know, it's, it's only getting better as their stock rises and they're the number one team in college football. You've made Tennessee sexy. Absolutely. And in this market, that really matters. And think about the difference between where we were with Tennessee after the Ole Miss game last year. When they're throwing batteries out of
2: and right. mustard bottles right. out of the
1: crowd, they went from being an absolute joke to now being the class of not only the SEC
2: but also college football as a whole. You, 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 you remember? You remember a few years ago when I told you Tennessee was a sleeping giant? You laughed at me. Yes, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, about that, about that, uh, and, and I'm not well, going mean, to cheat because I wanted to. Uh, Josh Heupel would would have – he was number two on my list. Mm-hmm. Won't cheat because you took Tennessee's. I thought about it. That's why I clarified. Right. Josh Heupel has made himself a bajillion dollars two mm-hmm. years from now when Oklahoma realizes, oh, that's the that's the one that used to work here that we should have hired. <laughs> Not the guy that looks like Daniel Tosh and coaches like Wayne Fonts. But, but but Why? I mean obviously are you saying
1: that they're gonna hire him away? Oh no no oh, no, no, no 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 Okay, all right, thank you. No, I no they're going, you going to try.
2: Oh yeah. And, and he's gonna will walk give him back, the back to Tennessee form. and go, Hey, you know that bunker full of money that you have behind Neyland Stadium? Uh I I have backed a truck up to it. If you could just load that and I'll do this about every two weeks. Along with all the dead bodies buried under the football field. Uh yeah. Oh, that's in the metallands. <laughs> they proved that wasn't true that was just jimmy hoffa there was they no said jimmy, jimmy hoffa was not there they didn't say there wasn't a bunch of other people i watched the sopranos let's right. go but for a program that had not
1: been relevant since uh since phil fulmer obviously tennessee has to be has to be the ones and then i'll go uh, another easy layup it's the philadelphia eagles and actually i want to be more specific about this one I'm gonna go Jalen hurts
2: i uh, I considered that as well
1: Jalen hurts specifically because now I'm not saying this was a this was a good team I mean they were they were good ish but they were always looked at as the team that was held back by their quarterback they were extremely limited because of the quarterback and this year this scheme AJ Brown being brought over it jalen
2: hurts to me looks like a completely different quarterback he has been that's so what i said about tua the exact opposite holds true for jalen hurts Mm -hmm. because he's doing all of the same things but all of the analytical metrics are through the roof and there are things that don't really change based on the weapons you don't become more accurate based on your weapons right now your your completion percentage can go up But your catchable ball rate shouldn't. Right. Because that has nothing to – but Jalen's have. Mm -hmm. Which means he's improving based on the system. He
1: is the one – you know, I said Tua was going to have to take that Josh Allen-type step forward this year for this to work for the Dolphins. Well, it's worked, and I don't feel that Tua has done that. Jalen has, not Tua. So Jalen Hurts – and the Philadelphia Eagles as a whole obviously have to be at the top of the list with them being undefeated, getting ready to go to 8-0 after tonight's Thursday night football game, which we will break down coming up later on in this hour. We've got to take a break. When we come back, Jeremy will have back-to-back picks in today's Daily Draft. Stock up, stock down for the 2022 football season.
3: Ahoy, matey! At Ingles, our extensive seafood department offers a huge variety, from your local catch to flavors from around the world. Wild sashimi tuna, Charleston crab cakes, mountains of shrimp, bourbon salmon, wild mahi-mahi with mango salsa. It's enough to make any salty sea captain ready to set a course for the bounteous treasure of the Ingles Seafood Department. It's all in the bag. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings.
4: Are you ready to tackle your banking needs? Home Trust Bank's team of expert advisors and lenders want to be your teammate. We want to hear your story, learn your aspirations, and assist you with financial needs and provide options that are tailored to you. With a wide range of personal, mortgage, and commercial services, you will discover all your banking needs under one roof with a local and personalized touch at Home Trust Bank. Score big with Home Trust Bank. Ready for what's next? Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender.
0: The sportsocracy.
4: Pull up your pants,
0: take off the bra, and be a man.
1: Stock up, stock down for the midway point of the 2022 football season. Well, the midway point of the NFL season. And, you know, we're at the, what, the three quarter pole in college football, as there's only four games left in the regular season. Who you got, Jeremy, for your second pick? You went with Tua tonga as your number one overall pick. Obviously, he's going to be due for a huge contract coming up. I went the Tennessee Volunteers Football Program and Jalen Hurts.
2: My second pick, very simple. It's one of the most elegant songs ever written. New York, New York. I'm taking both new york nfl football teams the new york football teams. whether it's your gm your head coach in one instance your quarterback both of them because you have completely transformed these franchises in a year Mm -hmm. the brian daybowl side of this is more impressive but the Jets side of this it was going to get loud there in a hurry and so long as you don't just absolutely drown in the second half of this season you will be infinitely safe. And these both look like rosters that are gonna be good for a long time. I mean, they need refining. The the Giants need weapons. The Jets need linebackers, <clears throat> maybe a quarterback. But the the bones of these of these two rosters are incredibly good. The Giants don't get the love because everybody puts it on on Saquon Barkley and Brian Dayball. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of guys on that team playing really, really well really really well i was afraid you were going to take one of those that's why i kind of smiled i knew i was going to lose tennessee i would have got to him eventually i knew i was going to lose tennessee i was afraid you're going to snake me off of my sinatra (laughs) reference well i'm glad i'm glad that you got the opportunity to do that because i know it made you feel good it did and i didn't sing it which i'm almost surprised by my second pick it's going to sound a little strange, because you would think this guy's stock was pretty high anyway. hmm It's Pete Carroll. Oh, you... Oh, yeah. Satchel. It's Pete Carroll. I feel like between the decision to not run the damn ball in the Super Bowl, mixed with the last year's Russell Wilson, I felt like he was starting to lose the, the cachet of being as good as he has actually been. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, I'll I'll be the first to admit it. I undervalued it. I thought this was was the worst team in the NFL. I I thought going in with Geno Smith, this is going to be an absolute train wreck. And it hasn't been. Mm -hmm. And the only justifiable reason I have is Pete Carroll. That's the only known quantity that I have. I know he's a good coach. That was going to be one of my next two picks. Not
1: happy that you did that. There's no doubt. There's no doubt the Seattle Seahawks would not be here without
2: Pete Carroll. Um, and I'll be, look, Pete's 70 years old, was he 69, 70 years old somewhere? There? I think he's 70. And, well, he's 70 and he looks like he's about 50. He doesn't look as angry as I You not saying and, that, but I don't, I, don't, I don't agree with you. With Pete Carroll? He looks. Pete Carroll looks younger than me. No, he does not. If, if the beard's grown out, Pete Carroll and I look like we could be b- 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 slightly age discrepant brothers with his silvery white hair and his look at his wrinkled face old face look at him and then look at bill tell me those two guys look the same age and they okay. are by the way
1: he's 71 actually oh so
2: he's actually a year older than bill
0: mm-hmm.
1: i'm not saying he doesn't look good for his age i'm just saying he doesn't look younger than you especially not without the beard although jay wright looks younger than me
2: now that I know jay Wright I, does you know, look, I mean he's almost 60. Just
1: with a uh, a little touch of the Doctor Strange. He's got that uh
2: you know, that streaky hair. I do think it's funny that all five of our first picks were all stock up.
1: They are. Uh but not so fast, my friends, cuz I'm going stock down with my next pick. It's Jimbo Fisher. Uh that was going to be one of mine, but I didn't think you were going to do it. I, I, I mean, I don't think you can look at this season and a, and just especially how it has appeared to come off the rails. It all started with the Appalachian State game. And it's not throwing shade at Appalachian State. We all know what a great program that is. What but a great you don't culture have, it is. But you don't have the, the, no. the talent. You don't have the blue chippers that Texas A&M has, and I know they're young, but to me that's just an excuse at this point. You're you're to this point in the season, and you just lost a South Carolina for God's sakes. That's bad, b- bad, 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 bad. And Jimbo Fisher, I I always just chalked up your criticisms of Jimbo Fisher to being you know the the, the lover scorned kind of a thing. I uh, hated him left, long
2: before he ever. He left.
1: left Florida State after winning the national championship. Goes to Texas A&M. Goes and gets the big money. Now they've paid all this money, allegedly. We know it's true, but allegedly they paid all this money for the number one recruiting class in the country, and it hasn't translated to wins. You're three and five on the year. You're sixth in the SEC West, which is. God awful compared to where you were supposed to be, and you just don't look like the world beater program. And now you've got people actually considering, what do we have to pay to get him gone? A uh, ninety million dollars, right? And
2: can we do that? Can we? Can we have a GoFundMe that's that successful? Look, I've never deleted a tweet in my life. I hid one one time because I got tired of the notifications that was not a fun day mm-hmm. I want a trend no you don't <laughs> I want to go viral no you don't I, I hated Jimbo Fisher long before he left mm-hmm. the national title year I just crushed him on a daily basis because he is he's death by a thousand paper cuts what I always said about Todd Bowles he is not that lack of institutional control. The sheer fact he's never been hit with one of those blows my mind. Mm -hmm. It was something new every single week. And I saw this coming from a mile away. My tweet the day Texas A&M swiped him from Florida State, thank God he's your problem now. right? And every bit of that has manifested itself. Yep. Jimbo Fisher has to be stock down head coach of the year. He has the Nick Saban ego, and he has the Nick Saban, Saban pedigree because he came from there mm-hmm. without any of the actual talent. He's this offensive savant whose offensive offenses have largely been disappointing his entire career. Mm-hmm. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN
1: Asheville. We will continue with the Stock Up, Stock Down Daily Draft. But first, the most important message of the day. most important message of the day jeremy don't do crimes don't do crimes uh proudly brought to you by our good friends at the asheville police department and the buncombe county sheriff's office that's not an official uh it's not an sponsor, official sponsorship but hey, it but fits it does fit it, it does fit um so <laughs> my story comes to it My my computer is doing that thing it does um Oh, don't start with your computer being a problem. I've dealt with enough on this side of the desk <laughs> this week. Uh, two men have uh, pleaded guilty in federal court in St. Louis to conspiracy to distribute uh, uh, and possession with intent to distribute after they tried to buy 100 pounds of methamphetamine. The deal was set up to take place in a parking garage the big problem with the transaction you could probably guess the person that was selling he's an actual drug dealer so this wasn't an undercover thing but the problem was he was actually working with the law enforcement agencies uh to basically set up these guys and uh when they when they went to do the transaction showed up with the money and then the cops came, broke up the broke broke up the transaction, arresting these guys, and they started to read, I guess, the Miranda rights, and said, you know, you have your right to an attorney. One cannot be afforded to you by the court, or if you can't afford one, one will be provided to you by the court. And the and one of the guys goes, "Well, I can afford a great attorney."
2: because i sell drugs
1: (laughs) and the cop went excuse me what what did you just say and the guy's response was dogs i said dogs i I sell dogs problem was the guy was wearing obviously a mic and when the mic picked that up hey uh this is an easy case you better plead guilty or else you are you know going to lose this battle in court yeah they had him on mic saying because i sell drugs
2: hot i love dumb criminals bad call uh mine also mine is actually not a dumb criminal mine is a very cagey criminal this story comes to us from palo alto california it's about a 20 year old man named william curry he has been seen around the stanford university campus for over a year many people in in the crothers hall where he resided just thought he was a student because he lived in Crothers Hall, which is a dormitory at Stanford. The problem is that he neither lives in that dorm, nor does he go to Stanford. He was squatting in the basement. There are screenshots of text messages from the RA to the administration saying, there's a guy that, like, he sleeps here, but he does not live here. And you should probably do something about that. Well, October 27th, they finally did, after he stole a television out of one of the common areas. That's where the stupid criminal comes in. You've been getting away with squatting in a university dorm for over a year. Don't steal things. You're already doing crimes. You do more crimes, and then you get called for your original crimes. Stanford has released a statement saying that they will be reviewing their security procedures based on the information in this case. Mr. Curry was reached for comment and said, I think the student newspaper got it. I kid you not, that was his actual quote. (laughs) Nice. It is the Sportsocracy here on
1: ESPN Asheville. We will continue the daily draft. Plus, talk about Thursday night football. We got the Philadelphia Eagles and the Houston Texans tonight.
2: Man, we can't wait.
1: If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville and of course on YouTube. Just go to sportsocracycom click that live video link, subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat and uh, you know, throw out uh, throw out your takes on everything that gets talked about here on the program. We're in the middle of the daily draft, coming down to the home stretch of the daily draft today stock up stock down for the 2022 football season. I'm going to go a this this one is is kind of mixed cuz it's a stock up and a stock down. Stock up for the fans, stock down for the owner. It's Daniel Snyder, the owner of the Washington Commanders obviously has not had well, a good year. Um that's putting it nicely i i you know just going out on a limb here but the guy who has been standing back screaming i'm not gonna sell you can't make me sell blah 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 blah. bet we can uh bet we can bet we can the news came out yesterday or the uh, reports came out yesterday that he they that the Snyders have talked with bank of america about helping to facilitate some kind of a transaction involving the franchise. And then yesterday evening, right before we got off the program, it came out also that federal prosecutors have now picked up an investigation into financial improprieties by the Washington commander's team. And that probably is why the Bank of America thing happened. Was because now, once the feds get involved, this becomes even worse.
2: Well, and I thought of something. Uh, I heard this mentioned on another program today. We, we were talking yesterday about him selling the team, and, and it was pointed out in the chat that he may just sell shares. I hadn't thought of this until I heard somebody else say it. What idiot that has that level of money would invest it in a team that's majority owned by Daniel Snyder? logan paul that's actually the right answer that's, <laughs> that's actually the right answer
1: i was just trying to think of the uh the, you know the, the the dumbest mega millionaire that i could
2: mega millionaire i they, mean they got their money because they won the lottery uh, they won the, the uh, they got their money because they're big on instagram
3: Ugh.
1: yeah uh no with with the feds getting involved now i don't think there's any doubt left that they will be selling this team. And that is a major plus for Washington Commanders fans. And it just gets worse for Daniel Snyder because, you know, we were talking yesterday, get out now while you still have what? I mean, reputation to do business. I don't know anybody that would do business with Daniel Snyder as it is, much no. less have him hang on to this team and, possibly get voted out of the uh uh, of the ownership group by the other owners have your team taken away from you just it's not good there could be major criminal penalties coming for him too i mean if if there is truth to some of the accusations that have been made
2: i mean hiding money from the nfl i mean daniel snyder's starting to feel like a mob boss we know you're doing things we just can't convict you on it and eventually we're going to get you for something stupid. Mm-hmm. Like tax stamps on cigarettes or something ridiculous like that. Mm-hmm. And I
1: wondered how much of that how much of that plays in as well because the stories about them having two different books, one of them they called like the juice book which was the actual numbers and then they sent the other book to the NFL to show the fake numbers of what they need to
2: share with every it's just
1: it's just not good for daniel snyder
2: so i have two picks here back to back and mm-hmm. i'm gonna make it real easy because i'm picking two entities that have this that have the exact opposite problem okay my first one is the pack 12 and my second one is the big 10 west how many teams In the Pac-12, do you think are currently in the top 30 of the Vegas poll? Two. It's six. You do this for a living, and I saw the look of surprise on your face. Really? They have five teams in the initial poll, in the initial CFP poll, and their ratings are dirt. This is a bad time to have this problem. If your conference was god-awful, you could sell to a Fox, to an ESPN, to whoever's going to pick up your media deal. You could sell, well, the conference is down, and that's why the ratings are so bad. When you have six teams that are 6-2 and or better, that becomes kind of difficult to sell. I have been told there is a possibility that the Pac-12 media deal may end up with FS1. Not not Fox, not not the, the parent company. The secondary network. As all of their games are on FS one. Hmm. Which, by the way, is available on twenty seven percent of cable packages. I didn't know. It any would idea be it was that a disaster. Wow. It would be a disaster. And I have been told that the Big 12 deal is a huge problem for them. Because they got more money from Fox and, and the syndicate with with their deal, which means there's less on the table, it is possible the Pac-12 won't, ba- won't break a billion dollars with their next meteorite deal. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, the conference will dissolve. Wow. So Gavin Newsom and all these people, well, UCLA and USA, nobody's happy about that. They got out because they were the one redeemable asset you had. Mm-hmm. And they took the first ticket out of here. Didn't say it was good. Didn't say anybody had to be happy about it we know what's coming yeah the big 10 west on the other hand uh you have the exact opposite problem none of your teams are any good and it is really just horrifically ugly to watch and illinois that's a it's a fun little story do you know how many points they've allowed all year illinois Mm -hmm. they played eight games they've allowed 71 points total wow Other than that, it's Purdue, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Nebraska, and Northwestern. Woof. Woof. If they played that, they could play conference games in the parking lot at Radio Ranch. I would go out the front door to avoid it. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State are going, "Uh, can we get over there? Like, It's not really fun over here well they're ditching the conferences or the divisions so that's that's a good yeah thing, but it right. will still be relevant for scheduling purposes true and i will wager that michigan i know michigan and Ohio state are gonna play each other every year mm-hmm. and i'm gonna bet penn state winds up on both of their schedules every year can we can we get some of that west love like a northwestern nebraska maybe right and we can stop playing each other this is not a whole lot of fun all right, so those are your last two picks. You're they taking are. the Pac-12 and the Big Ten West stock down. I, I feel like the Pac-12 should be having a resurgent year. And look, I watch a lot of it because, you know, I, I I may have a shackle or two on games that are on the West Coast because I know I'll be able to see them because they're late and they don't contend with anything. Mm-hmm. The football's really good. Like, it's shocking how good some of these teams are, and nobody cares. Hmm. did you know utah's quarterback didn't play when they played washington state the other day i did not case in point don't even kind of care you should because that's a big deal gamblers lost their minds i was getting no, I'm, messages. Saying, I'm saying as a fan i so cam rising is one of the biggest players in the country mm-hmm. i mean he's he, that is a very good very solid quarterback they didn't tell anybody they didn't tell the fox broadcast crew that cam rising wasn't going to play mm-hmm. And gamblers lost their minds. Because if you remember, I took Washington State in that game. Yep. And I started getting messages on Twitter of, did you know something and you didn't tell us? Nope. No, I did not. that is what we in the Bob Ross world call a happy little accident. I mean, I would have still taken Washington State, even if I didn't know. Even if
1: he had played, wouldn't have mattered. All right, final pick here in the Stock Up, Stock Down Daily Draft for the 2022 football season. Jeremy, uh, there's one hashtag that you always put on me when it comes to football. Hashtag birds aren't real. No. Hashtag Hashtag no homer. Hashtag no homer. There is no one, you will not convince me otherwise, no one in the world of football who has had their stock rise more this year. Than Drake May, the quarterback of the North Carolina Tar Heels. This kid's amazing, and he's putting up crazy stats. All of his stats are right there on par with the the quarterbacks, the highly regarded quarterbacks of the country. Caleb Williams, Hendon Hooker. This past week, PFF grading Drake May better than Hendon Hooker, 91.6 to 90.2. He leads in so many categories or is at the top in so many categories of statistics across college football this past week, 26 big time throws. That's huge. Drake may he's put himself on the Heisman watch list just in his first year with the program. Uh, he will be more than likely a number one pick in the NFL. draft. I know I said this about Sam Howell. There's years the Tank ago. Spencer
2: kiss of death drake may congratulations welcome to the new york giants in the fifth uh
1: i'm just saying he will he true or false he will be at the top of the list next year in the preseason
2: uh list for the heisman trophy he will i just i'm always reticent to hear the sweeping declaration of he's going to be a number one pick should be when you're two full years away He's a redshirt freshman. Is he a redshirt?
1: He's a redshirt. He redshirted last year, so he could go in as a redshirt sophomore next year. Oh. So we're not that far away. I thought he was a true true freshman. No, he is a redshirt from last year. So Drake May, he's having a fantastic season. The Tar Heels, as we talked with Jones Angel earlier uh, in the program, it is it it has gone above everybody's expectations, and Drake May is the is the main reason why. It's time. It is time. Jeremy's picks of the night. Bangers coming up next for Thursday night football.
2: Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at andersonnissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 6 29 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663.
5: Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina.
4: Home Trust Bank's team of expert advisors and lenders want to be your teammate. We want to hear your story, learn your aspirations, and assist you with financial needs and provide options that are tailored to you. With a wide range of personal, mortgage, and commercial services, you will discover all your banking needs under one roof with a local and personalized touch at Home Trust Bank. Score big with Home Trust Bank. Ready for what's next? Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. coffee's
0: the home. The get them the money! Then way you get the money. You get a power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you
2: get a power,
0: then you get the one.
2: Ah, it's Thursday night, which means we got football. And it's not just in the NFL. We got college football, too. Appalachian State, three-point favorite tonight against Coastal Carolina. I'm taking App State, all right, minus the three. That's not the part I really want to hammer on here. Over! 64 and a half is not nearly enough points. This may be first of 50. Over 64 and a half, App State minus the three. The UTEP Miners travel to Texas to take on Rice. Uh-uh. Rice is horrible. I mean, just dreadfully awful. And UTEP's not much better. I would have taken whoever was catching points here. Just so happens to be UTEP who I think wins outright. Miners plus three and a half. And finally, in the NFL tonight, the Philadelphia Eagles are a 13 and a half point favorite. Over-under forty five. 45. Uh, I'm aggressively taking the under. I'm with the Sharps on the under. I can't go with the Sharps and take the 13 and a half with the Texans. I think this will be low scoring. I'm going to say it's 24 to 7, Philadelphia Eagles. Give me the Eagles. Minus 13 and a half under the 45.
0: Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for it.
2: Take those wagers to
1: BetUs.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY. Get a 125% deposit bonus on whatever you put into your account up to $2,500. It's a whole lot
2: of a, a whole lot of free playability for you. Speaking of free playability, mm-hmm. I'm getting better at the whole tease in and out of a break. I got a tease for the fantasy football show. We have a new set of friends. If you remember back in the day, we used to have a, a partner that did prop bets. We Got a new one. And they have some cool features that will be debuting on the Sunday fantasy football show to make you even more doubloons. We couldn't make you more shackles if we tried. Yeah. But we found a way.
1: Good, good, good. So uh, be sure to tune in with us this Sunday morning as we get you set for your fantasy day. Learn how you can uh, make more money uh, because that's what makes the world go around, right?
2: Uh, at least around here where we're all about making more money uh we are indeed we Uh, like new england patriots receivers are very slotty especially when it comes to making money right you are in the sportsocracy here on
1: espn asheville uh yeah i don't i can't i I can't get down with uh with houston plus the 13
2: and look it's a small sharps lane but the sharps are and it uh, my belief on why is solely because there are some old school Vegas betters that will just never lay 13 and a half in the mm-hmm. NFL. Right. I'm I'm always going to take 13 and a half in an NFL game. Uh, I am not one of those. Right, right. Because this Texans team is
1: dreadful. Well, you know, if you are a uh, if 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 you're not the night owl um like Jeremy is and uh, you're more like me and you value your sleep this should be over very quickly absolutely so you won't have to hang out long uh, to find out how this game is going to end maybe flex it over to espn check out app state coastal carolina let's go mountaineers that's right we will see you back here in the angle studio tomorrow at three o'clock for a football friday we'll have all the picks and the previews of the weekend to come